Hello and welcome to Venus and Chiron, the podcast about all things intuitive, magical, and mystical. I'm your host, Brienne, and in today's episode, I will be sharing a beautiful conversation with Amber Woods. Amber is a writer and an energy healer, and honestly, this episode was such a pleasure to record. If you would like to connect with Amber, I have all her info in the show notes below. This is going to be like part one of two. So I'm going to publish the second part of this conversation next week. So if you like what you hear today, be sure to come back next week for the part two. In today's episode, Amber shares the story of Anaya, and she gives us a peek into this imaginary yet really real world that Anaya lives in. Amber honestly illustrates and embodies the power of our imaginations through her ideas, her language, and her perspectives. So thank you, Amber, so much for coming on the show. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. Just a side note, the audio in this episode is a little bit scratchy, especially at the beginning, but it does get better as the episode goes on, so don't let that deter you from this lovely conversation. I also want to give a trigger warning for this episode, so around 45 minutes in, there Amber will share a little bit about her experience with childhood sexual abuse. So I will have the exact timestamps in the show notes if you would like to skip over that part for today. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, hello everyone. Today I have Amber here with me and I'm so excited to have you here, Amber. How's Hi, it going? Brian. Hi, Brianne. Thank you for inviting me here. I am so excited to be here. Totally, me too. I really like, um, so Amber and I connected through a Facebook group when I was practicing, what was it, my mediumship? Mm-hmm. My channeling. My channeling? Yeah. You yeah. said meet your spirit guides. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we connected that way. And she did a Reiki session for me. And I did a meet your guides session for her. And like when we met, we were like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're meant to meet. So yeah. I really like where we've evolved to so far. And I'm super stoked to have you here. Yeah. It's like really nice to meet you. It definitely feels like the term soul tribe, right? Mm-hmm. and we're fast friends like all of this when I was thinking about it we've been talking for maybe two months mm-hmm. you know and it's like that there's still the time in between each time where we're talking we're like okay you got your life you got my life and then when we meet totally. up it's just like, oh yeah we I've known you for a thousand years let's go <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally it like it feels like our souls recognize each other so it's like there's a mm-hmm. lot that doesn't need to be said almost like it's like there's just mm-hmm. this recognition yeah it's it's definitely beautiful I appreciate it so I drew a tarot for today did you tell me about it Uh, three of pentacles which I thought was very soothing for today (laughs) (laughs) working together working together creating in the physical realm I'm into it yeah I like that I like that yeah I really like 
first of all, there's so many ways we can go with this conversation because I feel like we, when we talk, we just kind of go and go and go. Mm-hmm. But there, um, I really want to talk about Anaya today because <laughs> you introduced Anaya to me and we had that interesting experience with the song that you sent me where I feel like I went to where she lives. Um, but I feel like I've only heard snippets of the story of like when you knew she existed and how things came to be. And I know this is like, you know, a book that's in the making, so it's not complete, but like, I just love like who is Anaya. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm so excited to talk about it. And now it's like even more public than ever. Right. I definitely shared it with my friends. So I don't, I don't mind sharing again. Um, of course, with the promise that nobody steals my story, but either right. way, I, I think she's here for me. I do. Right. She's really here for all of us. You know, I just get all like weird. But the reality is the story that I'm trying to pull out is actually for all of us. So I'm just really and I think I'm too enwrapped in it to have anybody able to like come through. And yeah. even if they did, like I've got proprietary information everywhere about this <laughs> <laughs> from like 10 years ago, you know. So um all is definitely well here. I definitely, definitely trust. Um, but I think what the also nerve wracking part is that like, it seems like it was a kind of like a quiet secret to myself for so long that I didn't even really believe it until recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I I definitely can dive into it. And plus like, she's definitely wrapped up also into my awake, my spiritual awakening story too. So if, if you're down for the ride. I'm down for the journey. Where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with the awakening story or like go all the way back? No, I'm going to go back to junior high. All yeah, right. I that. And I think I'm like 13 to 16. I'm not even 16. So time is weird, but I'm pretty sure I'm like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Like most of us. Um, and I, I think at this point, Harry Potter was relevant. I think it had come out, but... Um, me when I was growing up I was always really interested in fantasy lands anyway long before Harry Potter came out it's actually funny because my stuffed owl is a is a stuffed white owl which everybody's always like oh that's Hedwig and I'm like I've had my owl at least 10 years before Harry Potter came out (laughs) I get really serious about it like this is my owl when I was a kid, I actually you know, I'm like annoyed with J.K. Rowling because I was like, anybody could write a book. This is bullshit. Why is she famous? But then later, I was like, holy crap, like what she did was really amazing. And what she brought forth was just mm-hmm. not easy. And I'm so grateful for her journey and how open she's been about her journey because it's really inspired me as an artist as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in junior high, um, I think I wrote like a page and a half and she came to me um, and it was like really interesting because I called it untitled because I couldn't think of a title so it was untitled and the page in the story opens up with her kind of sitting on a, a porch and she's communicating with the audience and you're almost like being brought into this house and you go upstairs you go down the hall and you take you skip the first door and you go into the second door but the interesting thing was is that many years later that was actually where my room was in a new home on homeland road mm-hmm. like that actually became my home so I was like whoa I think this is what I wrote about and I was in junior high right exactly or like, a in that or like both. <laughs> yeah exactly I was like I don't 
I don't really know. <laughs> and in this story, like, you go upstairs, you go into the room, and then behind a door or like behind a wall, you see like shimmering and you see blue light. Mm. And it was like the door is kind of like wavy. And then the person walks through it, but I never knew where that story led. I never knew why she would walk through that door, or what would be there. Yeah. And then later, subsequently, movies like The Tenth Kingdom came out where they show like portals in a forest, which is really cool. So I kind of started to put little bits and pieces together. But then I think like I, tr- I try to write like a couple pages here and there, different random scenarios, different random stories. But I think I've subsequently lost those two pages. So I never really took that story seriously because I think it was only in like two or three pages of paper. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until so like maybe 10 years after that, I want to say 15 years after that. So I think I was like 27 mm-hmm. when I really first started to wake up, like eh, 20 something, something like that. And I, through a really beautiful series of synchronicities, found my teacher, and she's the one who um, I went through my apprenticeship program with to learn Reiki. Mm-hmm. And she, like one of our very first meetings, sat down with me, and she did a tarot spread with me. And at this point, nobody had ever done a tarot spread with me. I didn't really, like, had a bunch of walls up against it anyway. Yeah. Um, and, but I always like I trusted her immediately because I so I was studying channeling and I was like really getting into different YouTubers um who were really showing me like what that could be for us and like w- what that really is and then when I stumbled into Reiki just completely by accident and then I met my teacher I noticed she was doing both so I was like she's in touch she's grounded whatever she's doing I'm open for I want to know and she's very more leaning in the shamanic elements of everything mm-hmm. as well so I was absolutely drawn in and she's amazingly powerful anyway so are you like holy cow <laughs> <laughs> like, you're describing, you? I'm like yeah that's like what it felt like when you were doing Reiki on me and like oh. when you were reading and we were channeling it's like yep Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's validation, though, too, because we've always been long distance. You know what I mean? Me and you. So no, it's crazy. Like, I'm like, oh. I know. That's been, like, the interesting thing. Like, when I first started, like, kind of dabbling in energy healing and energy work, I feel like, like, I did it in person, and it was really right. palpable and interesting. But then to start doing it online and have people have the same experiences, it's been mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it does work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like you know, you know it's real, but then you get I can't that wrap my head around why, but it does. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Hospitalization on and moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always like, I'm really, really glad that it works because actually, you telling me that helped me feel more encouragement to say like, okay, you know, I'm starting to build up, um, communicating with other people, and I haven't done it yet, but it's like to be able to say, okay, I can confidently offer this you know what I mean like totally. I know my friend wouldn't bullshit me I know that this is working you know so yeah, yeah. it is really cool I appreciate that yeah so in that first tarot spread that she did with me um one of the first cards that came out was this like almost like this mountain woman like she's the mountain and the trees and she's like holding this like her arms fold into a pond and in the pond has like the the animals, the trees, the forest, the water, all of it. And the word underneath it was synthesis. And it's this concept of like bringing in all of these different elements into harmony and into a flow. But when I saw the card for the first time, I froze because 
So when I was a kid, we created this land called Sylvania, and we spelled it very similar to synthesis without even recognizing it. Mm-hmm. And that's my email account. That's always been my name at Sylvania on like anything that you'll find Sylvania. That's my name. That's my handle. Right. Um, it's got like a more unique spelling. Same with Anaya. So Anaya was always like a person inside the story. I always I wasn't sure if like Sylvania would be the name of the land or what is probably just the name of the land but because it's just so part of much of like my name my identity it's hard to be like okay and I lived in Sylvania (laughs) right 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 (laughs) but um so yeah so when I saw synthesis and I remembered Sylvania it was just like this and then actually another one of the element cards was actually the light bulb or not the light bulb lightning bolt and I was gonna say it felt like lightning moved right through me and every other part of the like the spreads, the messages were about pointing into your creativity, trusting the written word, writing. And I was like, what? I just felt like I had been sideswept. And I was like, this is a fake story. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be, this can't be off like real, real, you know? And yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think I was thinking 29, I would say 28 or 29, something like that. So it's only been for a couple of recent years where I, when I had an opened up my brain, opened up my heart to what this story could be and who is Anaya and what is she doing? And when I was a kid, I remember, so I don't know if everybody has this like fear, but I know I did, but um, so I love fantasy stories and books and dragons and everything like that. And there were all these different types of stories where kids you know, they slip into the fairy realm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing outside, they get kidnapped by fairies, they have yeah, their friends. <laughs> you call it a fear. I always wanted to go in there. I was wanted to the go there. there. Interesting. <laughs> I was freaked out. Well, you have a very valid reason for being freaked out. <laughs> I do not blame you. <laughs> I had no reason to have any of the same fears because I didn't know. But all I was looking for were these portals and these escapes. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find them. I even had like a really weird interaction with this other group of kids when I was a kid. Um, I'll just tell you, but they came up to me and my sisters and we were just playing like in the sandbox or whatever. And this kid came over to me, a boy or girl, and they were like, hey, do you feel different? And I was like, no, (laughs) I feel fine. Thank you. And they're like, no, no, no. I think that you are the last dragon. Like we're looking for a lost dragon. And we think that that's you. They were supposed to be born in Germany, but we're not sure if they're in Germany or if they're, and I think we were in Oklahoma. So they're like, we're not sure if it's in Germany or Oklahoma. And I was like, that's really weird. Like a changeling, I think they were calling me. And I was Mm. like, "Um, I don't really know, but that's really weird because I was born in Germany and now I live here. So (laughs) I don't know how you could have And so they're like, well, if you are the changeling, you would have the ability to like move things without touching them. And I was thinking like, oh, like Mary Poppins. And they they got excited. They're like, yes, exactly like Mary Poppins. And I was like, that's cool. I want to move things without touching them. And they're like, well, we have to figure out if you're the changeling or if it's somebody else. And I was like, man, I hope I'm the changeling. But my sister was with me and she was like, I want to be the changeling. Mm -hmm. And we're like, not that special. It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But it was like really, it's almost like a, it was like too weird, you know, it was yeah. like a really weird interaction. And then they told me this story about how there was like this dragon um, and the dragon was like looking for their daughter or son. So they weren't sure how it came into incarnated here and stuff like that. And 
I needed to get back. And I was like, hmm, that sounds like a fun story. Um, but come back to me if you figure it out. And I saw them around town for a little bit after that. But when I went over to go talk to them, they literally pretended like they didn't know who I was. And like we had not been sitting there talking for a while. They were very confused. And I, they were trying to, they were like, oh, no, you you must have been talking to my twin. But I'm like, I don't think you have a twin. But we moved around so much that it was very hard for, excuse me, even for me to be like, oh, I know who you are. Even to this day, I struggle with faces and names. You know what I mean? So I was just like, this is really weird. Whatever. And I moved so on with my life. Interesting. Right? Like and weird then, synchronicities, but also like... <laughs> Too weird and hopping or something like it's just exactly. like, <laughs> you'd be like um was that real was that not real and what if you those know? kids were like accidentally channeling and you know how when you're channeling you forget everything that you're saying mm-hmm. honestly that's what I ended up thinking it that's like so I brought it up so fast fast forward right um I met another beautiful friend like you and she was learning how to do what's called the Malchizedek hand Hmm. it's kind of like Reiki but it's another step into it you okay. you invoke like, the Melchizedek angels and there's just different certain properties that you have to work with and she was also wanting to work with quantum hypnosis which I'm very interested in learning as well and so she wanted to practice and so I was like oh hey this is cool I'll be your guinea pig so her and actually went through my quantum hypnosis session with her our pre-talk I was telling her about this event and she goes yeah it makes sense and she said it makes sense I think that that was um that, like she brought that same concept up as like children are such easy channels mm-hmm. um and then when I went into my session I mean I had a whole long really cool journey on that but one of my guides at the end I didn't even expect the question so my friend she asked you know what's up with those children <laughs> in that story and the guide spoke through me um, where that was actually me. They said that they didn't want to tell me because they would think that that would mean that, that I would assume that this would mean that it's not a real story, that it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. But mm. the fact is, is that it means that I'm very powerful in my raw state. And what I did was I actually channeled that story through them to me. Wow. And the answer to that was that like I always wanted to remind myself that magic is real like these stories are real and I'm not saying that I'm some changeling dragon <laughs> um that is gonna play me right yeah I mean you told yourself you were <laughs> <laughs> the reason I told myself say it. for no reason exactly but I think it also plays into Anaya though too like I mm. definitely want to bring in this like maternal motherly dragon type figure yeah. um and it's actually always been really interesting because I was always bo- I was born on a Chinese dragon so I was just like bam 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 right. there you go <laughs> yes so interesting and like this is one of the things I love about you is like the way when you speak like you make these magical realms feel so alive and they are alive. Like we keep talking about, you know, real and not real. And it's like the imaginary realms are just as real as the 3D reality, but it's harder for us to comprehend because we spend so much of our life shutting them Mm -hmm. out. And I love chatting with you because I feel like (laughs) when you, you know, when you're like, I can feel when you're in your fire with this and it's just like, like as you speak I'm like this is real like when you sent me that song and it was like I was in that world like I was was like fully just like 
flying around and I was like whoo this is like big wow. energy I love this oh wow that song we should probably tell the audience is such a beautiful song it's just the cello song by the piano guys it's just a whole instrumental and I just love that song so beautiful I'm so glad you let me send that to you too man my guys were really messing with me (laughs) (laughs) I remember because I was just like getting drunk alone in my apartment just having a good time right and sitting by the window smoking a little weed and just listening to the song in my own world when I came out of it the first thing I thought of was you and I was like it's 11 (laughs) 30. And meanwhile, I was like walking around in like a park near my house and I was like having this really beautiful experience with the trees in my park. I was really close with, especially like the fir trees in that park. And we were just like, we were just talking and they were like showing me all these things. And I was just like in like this trance state that I sometimes get into when I'm in nature. So I was like so prepped for like when I came home to this message from you. (laughs) You really were. Oh my guides knew this. I mean, my first session, I think what you brought up that one of my guide beings is all the trees. So, and my mm. last name is Wood. So it makes right. sense. That <laughs> and your first name is Amber. Exactly. Amber Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Also, thank you for telling me that, uh, how you feel about when I speak about fantasy realms too, because sometimes like I feel just as much as an adult or as a real person in this, this 3D world, mm-hmm. you know, it's like this reminder that we can always come back to what we had when we were kids, you know, it's like, didn't yeah. go anywhere. Totally. It didn't go anywhere. And you think that that's part of the reason why I want to write Anaya so much. And yeah. so. And yeah. that's like, I want to like read Anaya like so much. <laughs> <laughs> Like when you're like saying that I want to write this so much, my whole body just like lit up and chills. Like I'm like, your Mm -hmm. energy is so big and so potent. And I just feel like, man, like I, yeah, you just, you know how to work with your energy and it shows and anything you create is just, it's just, I feel like it's going to touch so many people. I am just such gratitude that you're saying this to me because my thinking brain does not tell me this. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to continue to work on trust. I think this fall is going to be really important. Mm. I really think I'm going to be able to slow down and tap into it and just like whatever comes out. But yeah, so one of the things I used to be afraid of as a kid is not being able to find these portals on the end and being stuck in like the mundane world. Right. And I never wanted that. I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that I had like, I mean, yeah, we all have child, like traumatizing childhoods, right? But like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that I was trying to run away. It's just that I knew that these things existed. <laughs> you didn't exist and there needed to be more. Like you couldn't just be, anymore. you weren't exactly. going to buy the narrative. That was a complete I was predetermined to like find these portals. Fun fact, they still haven't found one. It's pissing me off. But I am waiting. (laughs) 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 But I think it was more like hashtag going within, you know? So, um, So when I, because like the question here, right? The question then becomes at what age are we now not allowed to cross over? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like you only really hear stories of children crossing over. I'm still going to have to say the 10th kingdom is a rarity. 
in the Western media. Not many people even know about the 10th kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so to find adults crossing over into a magical realm, and then what does that do with our psyche? How do we handle that? Do we believe it? And if that Spanish realm is, let's say, mostly all good and benevolent, can we as a Western American adult believe it mm-hmm. and go through it? And how would she interact with it? And how does that change her? And if she comes back, like, does she even go back to her regular life? So these are the things that I was like really like trying to explore with Anaya. And um, as I'm older, right, I want to write Anaya at the age of around 27 because I, I want her to be not a teenager. Yeah. I want her to be exactly where I was and am, which is searching for myself or where you are or what's here, right? Yeah. And I don't want magic to be locked from us as an adult. And I want to ask those questions, like, why can a kid believe that they're in a fairy realm? And can an adult? And what happens if the adult chooses to believe that she is where he Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I always say, like, I live in a magical world. Like, I truly yeah. believe that the world I'm living in is magic. And that's, like, my perspective on reality. And so it is. But it is interesting, like, how hard that is to communicate to the to people that don't want to live there (laughs) yeah and you have to like walk this line between both being magical and still 3d human yeah it's a beautiful hybrid it is a beautiful hybrid and that's what I eventually want to bring Anaya around to and then what I want her to do is to actually be able to do things like manipulate fire in the quote-unquote mundane world and I want her to have her fucking cell phone And I'm like, what is she going to do with her cell phone, right? It's like, okay, she doesn't have signal on it, but how else are we using our cell phones? Mm-hmm. And how is she going to feel without her cell phone, you know? And I figured out how she crosses over, how she begins to get into the journeys in the first place. But this story is like, I've spun out a little bit because I love thinking. And I think that that's what's stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lost in micro thought. Like I'm down to wordplay. I'm down to symbolism and every single thing. I want to know what is she wearing? What kind of clothes does she exist in? Does she have family? Here's the other question is that most of these journeys and stories, right? There are people, I would say children, but like even in Star Wars, right? He's like a teen or whatever. You have like the, the people that have families and then those families either get destroyed or they're orphans. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose is to be like, you don't have anything to come back to, so you might as well go forward. Why does it always give you that traumatic? <laughs> <laughs> what if she just wants to go? <laughs> what if she wants to go and explore, you know? And it's yeah. like... But then, of course, it's a soul journey. It's all, it's all for the soul journey. So it's like yeah. the things that she's going to be confronting are aspects of herself, which I think are going to be obviously aspects of myself. And it's like really funny because like I always want her to be imbued with so much magic and to really explore what this is for herself and what's around. But then it's funny because like as the, as the writer, right, the author, I myself am like, especially because like this character is so closely tethered to me. She's, she always has been. Um, and now that I'm more at the age of where she's at, it's like, I'm now understanding her story and the things that she's going through. What is she doing in the forest? You know, yeah. she can make and then everything is going to be an element of herself. Every person she's interacting with is an element of herself. And I want her to be able to explore that and have that be part of the real world. But then like me as the writer, right? Like I'm over here, like, 
oh, it's cool that she has magic and she does magical things. Um, but um, I personally struggle with like the term like witch, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to learn tarot up until this year because I was like thinking in my head that that would label me as a witch. And like, I have a problem with that or I don't want to do spells or get into herbology or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or this or that because then that would then, or even crystals, even the beginning of it, crystal. I don't want to be the crystal freak, right? But <laughs> I slowly became the crystal freak and the energy person. And yeah. and now it's like, now I'm looking at these elements of witch, right? Like what is a witch, especially as a woman? And mm-hmm. what does that term really mean? And you start really diving into that. And yeah, like, why is I it considered such a derogatory term? Exactly. And if I'm going to write basically Anaya as a modern witch, mm-hmm. how could I not accept some of these like attributes for myself if I'm literally writing it as and from of myself? Wow. So it's like, okay, I have to start accepting my magic, right? I have, mm-hmm. and so like, I have to accept it for myself and also allow that to be expressed with Anaya. And the longer I've grown into trusting her, the more her energy just like sits with me. And sometimes like I'll just be coming into work and I'll see crows. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm hanging with Anaya. You know, it's like that magical link of like, hey, go play as Anaya. And so like, I like to imbue her with me. Imbued, imbued. But anyway, have her come with me. And then I'll like, I think we've discussed this, but like, I'll pretend to be Anaya, but nobody knows I'm pretending to be Anaya. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the world through her eyes, listening to how she would interact with things if she was me. And it's just like, it's so fun because she loves going into the office. She's such a weirdo. I love this though because it's like it's like she is her own entity but she's also Mm -hmm. you you know Mm -hmm. it's both and it's like it's so beautiful hearing you talk about like this world that you're creating and the like it's it doesn't even feel like you're creating Anaya like Anaya is there and you're creating this world around Anaya and like helping Anaya be like breathe yeah that's all I want to do yeah, but it's like as you were speaking, I just kept watching all these like almost like building blocks, and it was just like it felt like you were like you're creating an actual like reality, like you're creating oh. a world, and it's like other that other people can now step into. Like it's like you've created mm-hmm. something out of thin air. You've just taken like atoms and put them all together in a particular way mm-hmm. to create a particular reality, and you're hopping in it whenever you want to, and you send me a song, and then I hop in it, and it's like you write a book and then people are all able to just go in and explore and experience and like, you know, receive the medicine that that world has to offer. So freaking cool. Uh, No pressure or anything, but no, No, you're already doing it. Like even just like it already exists. Like that's what I mean. Like, I mean, regardless of whether or not like you write the book and I know you will, but like regardless of how long it takes you or whatever, it's just like, even just like, what you're doing with your imagination mm. has created this new palpable reality. And even if it's just for that. you to move through the world in a different way because of it, then that's like perfect, you know? Thank you. And it's already like, I mean. The with you. Yeah, because like this is, oh, it's just such a real, it feels so real to me. So real. No, like <laughs> when I, like when she sent me the cello song, I like came home from my walk and I was so zen. And then I was just like, oh, and I was like, oh, I think I'm supposed to lie down when I listen to this. And I just put it on and closed my eyes and I just got transported to this other world. 
and I recognized who felt like Anaya and I was like oh my goodness and we just played in this forest and it was so freaking cool and magical and then the song ended and I slowly like the whole dance between Anaya and I was like completely in alignment with the song and then I like came out of it and I was just like whoa I just wow. had a journey like it, it's like you created that world like that's so cool oh, and you got to and you like got to go there and that's... I got to go there which was so cool <laughs> I was so stoked <laughs> so cool you're the second person who's told me that Anaya has visited them but you're the first person who's told me this while you've been lucid and awake um, I had this, actually the woman who did my uh, quantum hypnosis. She's the one who many, like almost like a year later mm-hmm. had a dream where she was with Anaya. Wow. And, and it's cool. Cause like all of you guys spell Anaya differently and I love it. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I made up in spelling when I was a kid, yeah. but I don't know if I told you this part, but like every time I would look up Anaya, I couldn't find any meaning for it. So I just like, again, wrote it off and I was like, you know (laughs) but I have this really beautiful friend and she's from India and Mm -hmm. so when I told her this story last year uh, we had gone for a bike ride together and we decided to go to this temple um beautiful bike ride day beautiful temple we're just sitting on the grass and I'm telling her a little bit about Anaya and she goes wait what does that mean I said it doesn't mean anything don't worry about it like no we have we have that name in my culture let me look it up real quick and so when she looked it up she spelled it correctly and the meaning translates to promise of god god's promise and i was like okay (laughs) that's a big i love that and i honestly like she's been with me for so long you know it's like i couldn't even I couldn't even put all these things together, you know, but she's just been here. And I want, I want everybody or whoever wants to connect with her. Like she's not, she is like, she's of me because I was able to recognize her and call her name or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. she's really not for me, you know, and I think that's really why I want to write this world. And I want to put this together. Like I, there's a reason I was jealous of JT Rowling when I was 14, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I knew, like, I know where I want to go. I knew I wanted to write an eye when I was a kid. Yeah. And now here I am at this, like, opportunity to try to figure out balancing life and balancing like creating you know yeah I'm, I'm excited with being able to share my story and to share Naya because you guys are what's really inspiring me like oh this is real <laughs> enjoy writing this because I I want to read it and I'm like oh my gosh this is so cool it's yeah. so cool and I'm so motivated by stories and that's the other thing is like I'm huge into like understanding like Joseph Campbell, he's like one of my most beautiful inspirations. Like I love Joseph Campbell. I love Neil Gaiman. And it's like I can tell you all these authors that I love. It's just like I really want to put real pulp into this book. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, then I go to write it, right? And then I sit down, I'm like, and I walked in the forest and I get so mad at myself. <laughs> Honestly, like I can't even like I'm a poet. I love writing. And I've written some short stories, but man, like, I don't even, like, like, kudos to you on this journey. I don't even know where to begin with a book. Like, one day I want to write a book, but it's like, wow, it's so big, right? Yeah. Although we were kind of talking about it the other time, about, like, the idea of just almost, like, writing a chapter. little short stories mm-hmm. and then just having them all fall into place together. Absolutely. It's been huge encouragement. And then it's funny because I'm like, I had a guest over on um, just this last weekend mm-hmm. and he was like, Hey, like, 
because uh, we, we we're like we usually see each other but like almost we can pass it so we actually get to like sit down have some coffee mm. have some good smokes and just like catch up yeah. and he was like hey so he was actually asking like if you could do anything right now like what would you do if you had all the money or whatever mm. and mm. I stopped and I thought for a second because like that I mean obviously traveling and expense like mm-hmm. all of that would be fun um but like for work right if I had the opportunity to do anything what I do and I was like getting angsty and the first thing I could think of or say was if I have the ability to just sit down and write this book I think that that's what I'd really like to focus on and he was like what book are you writing and I was like what you mean what book am I writing (laughs) and I realized I actually hadn't talk to him about it because like we're usually in passing so I was able to show him like there's this like box I'm actually looking at it right now from when I was moving where I put all the writing papers in there and I brought out like all these writing journals I was like I have so much physical paper and some of it is good most of it's not you know it's all here and there's like different projects and papers and I kind of surrounded him and I looked at him and I was like oh man I think I need to start writing now (laughs) because he's like yeah you're pretty much done you just have to put it together and seeing it all out like that and wow. showing somebody fresh everything, I was just like, oh, yeah, I think this, this fall is going to be really important. Wow. Like, and it's the yeah. first time I'm living alone, too, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. just chill, slow yeah. down and get into it. I also wonder with like your Reiki, I wonder how this is, I feel mm-hmm. there's a connection here because like the more you come into your power with like, you know, doing your energy healing and things like that. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like the more you come into Anaya, the easier it's going to be for you to put all those pieces together. I agree. Because mm-hmm. that's about flow. That's about connecting with that energy and allowing yeah. it to be through. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's actually what I want to do is just let it channel through me and obviously go through and write drafts and things like that. Totally. But, but you, you, you notice, you, you definitely notice. Uh, so I feel like I'm telling you something that you know. <laughs> but like you have to be in the right time and space for that. You know, it's like yeah. it could happen on a Tuesday, but unless like I've scared <laughs> and settled in, lit the candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. Like creating is interesting like that. Like because it's like the balance of like waiting for when you're in the zone and in the flow versus like doing it anyways you know mm-hmm. like because sometimes like magic can just like flow right out of you and then sometimes okay. it's actually like just sitting and doing it in a really 3d way actually ends up bringing out something really beautiful yeah well. yeah that's or what brings out the like. pieces at least that you then put together later when you're in more of a flow mm-hmm. yeah you you can definitely do both I actually do do both sometimes I like to just like see what'll come out and I've actually kind of created a couple of other sub characters, which are nice. I'm trying to see like how they're going to play with each other. And mm-hmm. um, I really like this one character. Um, it's like, <laughs> I, I need, I, he also came to me as a kid though too, but I wrote it in a very different style. So I didn't realize they were part of the same kind of story. Um, but he's pretty charming, but he's pretty mm-hmm. pissed about it. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> want to be in the family. <laughs> and like, Farmings have this like ability to like when you look at their eyes then you like they can kind of almost like kind of control you you know like soft suggestion type things mm-hmm. and they're usually able to just like charm their way into like royalty and shit like that um but he's and he's always been surrounded by people who just fawn over him and he's always wanted more of an authentic experience right. and so he I don't know if he like wears glasses or changes his identity or gets in touch with a magic person or whatever mm-hmm. but when we meet him he's in disguise 
and he's more of a scholarly kind of person. And he's been searching, oh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the land. And I think I want to have, of course, just your typical darkness story. There's a darkness that pervades the land. <laughs> um, like when Anaya gets into the land, I want something to actually like signify this right like I don't know if the darkness gets worse or something like that mm-hmm. um and so when Anaya is kind of like going through her thing this darkness is actually going to kind of attack Anaya right um, the beginning and she's actually going to be traveling with it, like almost like a childlike character uh, like a child spirit character I don't know if it's going to be a spirit or an actual child or yeah. a fairy going to be a child something like that there's going to be a child element here and mm-hmm. so she's going to be hanging out with her child you know a uh, girl or boy and it, I think it's gonna be a girl though. And she's gonna hang out, whatever. And then like they get attacked by this shadow. And so the child is completely overwhelmed and Anaya tries to fight it, but becomes overwhelmed as well. And then literally Prince Charming comes in with like a purple torch. Like he's got a torch with like a purple flame over it. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna come over and literally be able to defend them because he's been studying this darkness. He, he got this like rare flame, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's gonna help Anaya. And then he's gonna realize that she's the key to that shadow. And like, she needs to confront the shadow and like actually deal with it and work through it out. I don't know, banish it or they banish something like that. But he's gonna know, he's like, you need to do this. And Anaya is gonna be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> just like leave because that's how I interact with situations. Like I love I that, and it's funny too because it like that reminds me of like the experience that we have in our psyche with like the inner child, and like mm-hmm. you know the inner child gets overwhelmed, and then maybe like you might try and like resolve it, but then your adult self gets overwhelmed because maybe you haven't done the work, or it's just like a big thing that's yeah. happening. And then like, yeah, someone come might cross your path, like a healer or a guide or something, or even just a friend to like get you out of that space. Like, like, the right at the right time, exactly. Yeah. And, they, and just how we all kind of like get into those like awakening states of like recognizing, oh, like this is what's happening. Oh, like. That's why I want to be a violet flame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I want, I, I want the real like, and him he's going to be saying the right things like she does need to address her shadow this element of it but that can be scary and terrifying and I know like just because I identified it doesn't mean I'm ready to look at it right doesn't mean I'm ready yeah and that's also a beautiful experience to like (laughs) (laughs) live in the darkness a bit and just be like I know what Mm -hmm. I'm doing and I'm I'm sitting in the swamp and I'm going to stay in the swamp and I'm going to stay in the swamp on her journey, I think she's going to become comfortable with parts of those processes. Like, mm-hmm. I do want her to find a swamp, you know? Mm-hmm. And I want her to, like, also be on an ocean and possibly drown and learn what it's like to not have any control, but completely still be fine, you know? And just, like, yeah. moving on, you know? Just, like, there's always something else and you're okay. Yeah. And then by the time she actually does address the darkness, of course, because she has to, she'll have a much better understanding of, like, how this, how she is. And then the darkness is actually going to reveal something and so this came to me um because like I did a little bit of shadow work on myself right and that's mm-hmm. where this whole concept even came from and um I'm just gonna like I like I don't know if you need like a trigger warning or anything like this but there's a trigger warning okay I'm gonna talk about my abuse from when I was a kid mm-hmm. is that like I was molested and so that actually came up to me and like of course like I've been working on it and you know everything like that Mm-hmm. that is in and of itself is its own healing story but I've been hyper focused on healing on that very specific thing since I was a kid you know mm-hmm. so I'm of the mindset like I healed it it's fine 
and I was pretty pissed when it came up again and I realized I was holding on to like so much anger and I was holding on to some things that I didn't realize I was still holding on to and I didn't have an answer for it and that was absolutely I learned that that was okay I didn't have to have an answer not at that point the answer snuck up on me many months later because I was willing to look at the question you know it's okay to sit in uncertainty like it's okay to not know it's okay yeah to just like be in the middle of a process and not know where you are how close you are to the finish line yeah 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 just recognizing that it's that you're in the process is like rewarding you know it's uncomfortable totally and from that you know I realized like I'm going to incorporate this with an eye Mm -hmm. and when she deals with this shadow because like literally my life is both symbols and truth (laughs) yeah and so this happened but I'm also going to incorporate it but like when I was in my abusive home it was like this guy he's not my dad he was like this father figure though he wasn't my father and even though we were told to call him daddy it was like we have we have a whole other conversation (laughs) but one of the things is that like he would stand in my doorway while I would be about to go to sleep he wouldn't do anything like there were other times that he'd mess with me but I think this scared me the most because I could never understood what he was doing or why he was standing Mm -hmm. in my doorway and I'm a small girl Mm -hmm. and I can't tell him to go away and he's the adult and he's just staring at me while I'm trying to go to sleep yeah and so even then I feel like my guides were like Amber just go to sleep and I learned how to go to sleep really fast because it would be only scary while I was awake. And I would hold my owl and when I would wake up, he would be gone. And just like this image of like this shadow just lurking in your doorway, you know, it's like I didn't yeah. realize holding on to that. And I'm going to play with those elements with Anaya. And I think that that's also like the hard part too of committing to writing is because I'm committing to telling my story and committing to putting it out there you know I'm committing to re-looking at it and addressing it it's like it's it's a it's triggering (laughs) experience yeah and it's so raw and then it's just like for the whole world to enjoy (laughs) but there's so much medicine in that right and it's like because like how many how many people have been hurt I think almost every single person I have ever spoken to Mm -hmm. and as a kid like that was what I did is I would tell my pain once I was in a healthier space like at Mm -hmm. the time I I didn't even have language for things like totally abuse neglect I didn't have these things Mm -hmm. once I started to get my tools I mean that's literally all I would do is go to school and be like oh I'm sorry I can't come to class this upcoming week because I'm going to go take my molester to court and they're like what (laughs) and just very open about what we are going through and Mm -hmm. um and it was amazing because every time I would tell whether it was a close friend or an associate and just be like yeah this is what we're going through this is what we've been through almost almost every single person was like yeah I've been through something too yeah and it took me it was such a shock and I was so grateful that one of my my gifts slash curse is that I talked to everybody Mm -hmm. and then people then tell me their stories and I forget the details sometimes but I always remember certain things happen so it's almost like I'm here to help relieve that and like some kids would tell me I've never told anybody this and I'm like that would happen to me all the time too I was the exact same way with my stuff once I found the language for it it's like I would just communicate it to everybody because I recognize that it's like wow, when I do this, suddenly you feel yeah. safe enough to come to me with your experiences. And it's like, I spent so much time like hiding in shame 
all mm-hmm. of these experiences. And then when I started to language them to the world, I started to see all these people come out of their little shame caves and be like, me too. And like, it was like, it felt like my role in a way in my younger years to just like help people get out of their shame caves and recognize that like, hey, we've all been abused. Like we've like, a, yeah. like so many people have trauma and like, yeah. you don't have to hide it. You don't have to feel ashamed about it. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, I do that a little less now. Just I've, I've, yeah, like I'd be at like a party with a stranger and then all of a sudden they're just like telling me their whole life story, which is, you know, good. But like, then I started to realize like, right, this means a lot more to you than it does to me. Mm -hmm. So there can be that issue with like attachment, but. Absolutely. And I was like, okay, I've been through that healing part of my journey. You know, mm-hmm. you can really open up sometimes now as an adult because we were just literally processing everything. It's like you got that trauma stuff, but then you also have stuff that happened last Tuesday, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yep. <laughs> sometimes I like I get so into my like present that I, get, I sometimes forget that that other stuff is also tethered in there because I've I've worked on it, I've worked through it for so mm-hmm. long. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad you know what I mean though is like you talk you talking to people and then being able to open up it's just such a beautiful gift it's such it a beautiful gift. it is yeah it's been interesting too like I think like in the past couple of years I started to realize like oh like but I'm also allowed to not share about things mm-hmm. that's beautiful like, I think there was a long time where I identified as like because I could see how helpful it was for people I was like okay this is like like I need to be open I need to share and then it was like wait maybe I could you know, maybe I don't have to tell this stranger about yeah. this really big thing. Maybe I could keep this for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it a time right place. Yeah. Beautiful gift to like even learn that about ourselves. You know, when is the mm-hmm. right time? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes spirit doesn't even care. They just tell you, <laughs> like, tell this stranger on the bus now. And like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then you trust that and then you see why and you're like, okay, look, I don't even have to think anymore. I can just like blindly walk through the world and like I'm gonna know when I need to turn left or when I need to turn right (laughs) yes where are you going I don't know but I will when I get there (laughs) exactly exactly that's been like the funniest thing about like um like becoming an intuitive and you know really standing in that within my being it's like you know I think when you think about it from the outside like about a psychic or a medium it's like you think that like they know everything and they know like because they can tell the future they can tell this like whatever but it's like yeah you know a lot of things but you also like know it's like the biggest thing about it is it's like having that trust where it's like you don't need to know like you're at peace with uncertainty because you know that you'll know when you need to know and you know that sometimes it's not time because (laughs) certain things have to play out and if you know then they won't be able to play out it's like you can't you know if you saw the whole movie before the end you might not learn or notice or learn the little lessons about you know at all the different scenes bad metaphor but you get it (laughs) no that no it's 100 percent true what's your sign again i'm a libra sun uh sag rising and an aquarius moon about you makes sense I am actually Aries rising mm-hmm. um the ascendant or whatever I get yep. those things right but that's Taurus who cares about that one and my moon sign is Libra that's why we get along so well your moon is Libra oh, I like that yeah because the sun and the moon are good combos and wait yeah. so is your are you an Aries sun or an Aries rising Aries sun yeah Aries I'm an Aries sun. 
for the moon. I'm very yeah. valid. I like, yeah. yeah, that is nice. And Taurus, I like that. That balances everything out. And Taurus and Libra are both like Venusian energies. I feel that with you. Yeah. Well, I definitely understand that about the Libra. And no offense to the Taurus. My sister's a Taurus. So I just like never cared. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm Aries. My other sister's Aries. And then there's the leftover Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, my sister's a Taurus too, actually. But she's she's good vibes. She's incredibly stubborn. Yeah. And definitely a homebody. Very good. There is a homebody, yeah. 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 Oh, I've loved this story. All right, but the the last thing I want to say about Naya, not that we can't keep talking about her, is just that the reason why I want to include that shadow element is because I want. Like, I want to be very clear that you can have trauma and you can go through situations that you think stop you from your magic mm-hmm. and to realize that you can always have that. It's always there. And we're always worthy. Totally. And that's it's what I want to like write. Your birthright. Exactly. And it cannot be taken away. <sighs> yes. I love that. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing this. Of course. Thank you for asking. I, I just I love it I feel like I just went on like a magical ride <laughs> I was honestly so excited so happy and I love to like I don't know I just keep getting like a visual of you doing Reiki like with Anaya and as Anaya and like what? <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I love that. Anybody love that them. wants a Reiki practitioner, Amber's amazing. Thank you. I'm going to start working on opening up uh, for availabilities, but for right now, I think I can always work best with email if anybody's interested. Yes, yes. I'm, um, I'm going to put her your info in the show notes here. You can also say it if you want to. But I'll Baby at it. gmail.com. What is it? What is it? Cynthia, Cynthia. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone was listening? <laughs> I definitely have it typed out because most people don't spell it the same way. I was gonna say, I don't think I could spell that. Yeah. I will, and I'll double check too. I'll just call <laughs> it. In case. I, love I, love it. I love it. Yes, it works. Out. Oh my goodness! Uh, Yay! Um, are there any final things that you want to say before we close out? I mean, we could probably, you and I will talk for Oh, we ab- will. We will. Absolutely. Um, but no, I, with the subject of Anaya, I think we went pretty clear. I think I've explained more linearly to you than I've ever written down in any linear fashion. <laughs> um, I feel rejuvenated. I feel excited to go ahead and come into this fall season to really settle in with that and just let it flow out. Meeting you has been transformative uh, especially when one of the, my guides that we connected with was the ocean and you describing like how she's flows from the universe through and like the wording and the word like the actual images of the water coming through it just makes me feel even more like I can trust this process and trust mm-hmm. that it's going to come through and it's going to flow through totally. and it is real <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I myself I'm just making stuff up which is exactly what all of this is but we have to trust that that's real too but that's like even what everything is like when you think about like making stuff up it's like how do you like make anything you invent it 
Like exactly. everything comes from thought. Everything's made up. Everything's matter. Everything is matter. It's actually the first term or aromatic principle is everything is mentalism. Is everything is mental. Mm. It's all from the mind. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. But then our minds like to trick us up and be like, well, if you don't see it out here, it's not real. <laughs> also, like, I guess the last subject that we can maybe touch on is dreams. Because I know we talked a little, maybe we talked a little bit about dreams. I don't remember. I think but, we did. Because I think uh, we were doing like mediumship channeling practice. And then mm-hmm. you were channeling and I asked about dreams. That's what that was. you were channeling. Yeah. I don't remember. That was so much fun. No, I remember it just being a blend of my higher self and my actual self mm-hmm. because I'm still learning how to different, differentiate voices mm-hmm. um, and elements like that. But um, one of the things that I, I think is also really important is just recognizing that when when we sit here and think like about our imaginations and our real life and what it is that we're building or manifesting or bringing in here, I think it's important to recognize that it's also a balance of like, all of this is fake. None of this matters. Yeah. None of this. All of this is a dream. And whenever I remember that, I feel a lot more like relaxed and like, yeah, I'm, like, like a freedom. Again. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is an illusion too. No, I totally know what you mean. And I'll do that. Like, like in my waking state, like I'll be, you know, I'll be having a shitty day and I'll be feeling really negative or something. Or like, I might be like afraid or something or someone. And then I'll just be like, oh, wait like this isn't real (laughs) like why am I choosing to like walk down this path like why don't I flip the narrative and then I'll just like make something up like you know I'll just be like oh like I actually have these angels on either side of me and I'm protected so I don't have to be afraid of this this stranger on the street at night or like you know like actually like I'm surrounded in rainbow sparkly light and I feel (laughs) like spinning and dancing and then like you know I just make up all of these like I'm like it's all make-believe so like and it's okay to feel like shit too like sometimes I want to feel like shit so I feel like shit and that's fun but then when I don't you know when you don't like you're like dragging your feet and you're like I wish I could be happy I'm just like oh wait I can't exactly and And I'll like be dismissive (laughs) of like mental health issues and like depression like I totally completely understand that I've been depressed and I understand that experience um you know and I view that experience very differently than what I'm talking about like that experience is more like for me was more about like recognizing what are these massive systems and beliefs I have in place that are keeping me trapped and contained versus like me waking up and just like you know maybe not drinking water and like not eating anything and just feeling crabby (laughs) exactly exactly and Depression is a real thing. Mental health is a real thing. I've had, I've been literally surrounded by it. I think by close friend, family, I'm sorry, close friends and family. Um, I personally don't experience it. Um, so it is hard for me to speak about my joy because then I feel like I am down talking those experiences and that's never the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as much so, I think that when like for us, like when we want to say like, okay, but I want to be happy today. We have that ability to choose like, what frequency that we're in or what we're willing to accept for ourselves and it can be for like when I first learned it I was regarding my job you know I would go to work and I get frustrated like why am I in this 3D job and it's a perfectly fine job obviously it's boring but you know brings in your money or whatever and your questions are like well why am I in here what am I doing here blah 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 and I'd get so 
down on myself. Mm -hmm. And then I started to remember, oh, yeah, this is a dream. I'm obviously here for a reason. I'm just playing this out. Relax. Mm -hmm. And when I would begin to relax, other elements would then also soften. You know, the parts of my job that was making it frustrating would kind of go away or transform, or I would make new soul tribe friends at work, which I never thought was going to happen. And the, the whole entire game changed on its face. So I yeah. do believe in the power of our minds and our ability to say, I want, if I'm going to be here, I want the best for what's here. And then making that like little mental change to say, I'm ready for the good. Totally. It's like, just like the stepping out of resistance. Like, <sighs> even if like you want to feel, you know, like it's okay to go to work every day and not like your job, but even just, but if you stop resisting the fact that you don't like it, like you can enjoy not liking it more than you might <laughs> be, if that makes sense. Right, it does. That's what I'm the out I found I had so much more freedom at my looks I'd be like I'm only a level one why is this happening and I realized oh I don't have that much responsibility I'm not answering all the emails like I don't have that those stresses <laughs> like mm -hmm. the ability to walk away from my desk and go talk to my friends obviously pre-pandemic so I ended up you know I want to say I built a small cult at my job but I kind of did <laughs> I kind of did <laughs> I'm going to go there and say it <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> you thank you. Yeah, but it's like touching humans, you know, and just being like, "Hey, how's your actual day going? What are you really doing?" And just getting people together. Like there was a group of us, different ages, different backgrounds, and we would all do things like go outside and go touch a tree together. <laughs> we want to be near the tree. And it was just wholesomely connecting with people. It's just been yeah. just one of those friends that I was telling you about. And, and it's just, it's just amazing what can really happen when you put yourself out there and you lower those walls. And the story doesn't have to go the way you think it's going to go. Totally. Yeah. Letting go of the expectations and just like allowing things to flow. It's like that balance of like, I don't know, like I, you know, co-creating the universe that you live in and mm -hmm. like trusting that you know, your higher self or your guides or both or God or whatever is like also guiding you down. It's literally the same process for writing. As we're talking, I'm getting mad at myself internally. I'm like, damn it, this is literally the same advice for writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's maddening when it folds back on, on me. <laughs> it's like, a cue. Hey, how about you guys going to write right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to give good advice, not take it. Thank you. <laughs> Don't we all, though? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this conversation with Amber. In next week's episode, Amber will be sharing her experiences with Reiki. As well, we will both be sharing some stories about our growth and awakening journeys. So if you're into that, we'll see you next week. Bye. One more thing, all the music in this episode is by Brody Kuzmuk, so you can check out his band camp down below in the show notes as well.